Come on and jam and welcome to the jam. Come on and jam and welcome to the jam. It's super. Okay. Welcome to Super Late. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna come in right now. Welcome to Super Late at three six eight. We back. Nars was playing some Space, Space Jam, Jam themes. But we can't. We didn't want to. Microphone's play. not even close to you. Oh damn! Hello, hello. hello? You might want to move your laptop. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh. You good? Go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we would play it for you guys, but DMCA, you know. We're, we're going to see if we're going to try to bring Yo. somebody onto the show to tell us more about that. Matter of fact. Uh, like your mic just looks like it's it's all of you. Really? Yeah, it's, like, it's like, for some reason, it looks so huge. I'm a tiny person. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? We're back again this week. We got news. We got a special guest, a big, big, big and long time homie and friend, Sam Strelitz, the voice of Mary. Biff on ooh, Red Dead Redemption ooh, 2. Ooh. She is here to talk acting, gaming, all that in between. It was kind of a slow week for news, mm. but we're going to try to get you up to speed with the things you need to care about, things you need to matter. But also, special thanks to Main Gear for always powering the show, the dreams of Super Late. We love you. Ah, but Nars, what have you been up to this past week? Um, honestly, still grinding on phasmophobia. Obviously, Halloween was this Saturday, so everybody was on Twitch playing, you know, cosplaying mm -hmm. their best costume. Yeah. Everyone was living a good old time. People were doing their scary, I don't know, scary games for the week, for the month, whatever. It was their final day. Spooky streams. Of play, of doing their spooky streams. I had my final day. I dressed up as Elvira. I saw it. That was a beautiful And dress you know up. what's so dis so depressing and so disappointing. Nobody knew what Elvi who Elvira was. <laughs> Nobody fucking knew who Elvira was. Yo, oh, I need to speak to certain people's parents because... What were they raised on? What the hell were you raised on? Like, and the, the worst one was like, someone was like, oh, are you a gothic punk, like, thought? And I was like... What? what? A gothic punk thought. Okay. Yeah, I was like... Okay. Okay. Sure. I mean, like, if you Google Elvira and you see her, she was scantily clad. She was sexy. She was beautiful. But she was she was witty. She was adventurous. She was smart. She was awesome. She's the freaking, she's the fucking mistress of dark. Like, she owned that shit, and she needs a reboot. That's what I learned this weekend. Elvira needs a reboot, 2021. And if you need somebody to play Elvira, I'll play Elvira. She had a great costume, so you just have to check out the photos and see for, you know, for reference points. Any directors or casters out there, you know, let's make it happen. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, a, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty slow week, you know? What did you do for Halloween? Oh, so I went to go, I went to a restaurant mm. called, uh, Oyasa Mill, I believe it's called. It's a Korean restaurant, Korean barbecue. Mm -hmm. I'm vegan. Definitely not the uh, the match made in heaven right there. Um, and my friends are like, no, 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 no. You can get this. You can get this uni bean bean bop. I'm like, okay, bean bean bop be slapping. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So I look at the menu, right? First of all, you know this place is bougie when you look at the menu online and there's no prices. Oof. I'm like, all right, Oof. so you know I'm, I'm coming out of pocket for this one. So I said, I look at the menu. I'm like, yo, what is, what is uni? And she's like, oh, it's sea urchin. I'm like, okay, take that out. I'm like, all right. She's like, oh, are you like vegetarian? I said, oh, I'm vegan. She's like, okay. She's like, so you can't have the kimchi either because there's shrimp in the kimchi. I'm like, all right, take the kimchi out. Mm -hmm. You also can't have the wasabi thing because there's this. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. I'm like, all right. She's like, but you'll have quinoa on this. I'm like, all right, all right, cool, mm -hmm. fine, it'll be fine. We'll just, well, I'm at a birthday party, went in Rome. Mm -hmm. You know, I got, I got the broccolini. I got the sweet potato fries and a Korean barbecue joint. Of she brings me my plate and it's literally a scoop of white rice with sauce and shallots. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
yo, where the rest of my food at? Seriously. It was like, and then the, the best part is, it was $27. Yo. So they special thank you, you to Dan Lee for getting me robbed oh. at Oyasami. But see, I don't understand because a bibimbap supposed to have like other vegetables, exactly. mushrooms, exactly. carrots, exactly. even seaweed salad Bro, supposed to be They on didn't that. even have tofu. Bro, who, where the fuck did you go? I went to some bougie spot in K-Town. Yo. And I'm not used to a Korean spot not having tofu because tofu soup, big thing in Korea. Uh, and it, it, it was, listen, if you, anybody who eats meat, that spot is 100. Because I'm sitting at the other end of the table. I'm like, that's what I was supposed to get. Because they were sitting like, ha, ha, pasta, pasta. Like things <laughs> dripping off of chopsticks. Yeah, how's it going? It was like, it was a great time yeah. on the other 99% of the table. But enough about me. Let's talk about the news. Nars. What we got cooking this past week? So World of Warcraft, for nice. anyone who My is head. a diehard fan or an old player, is turning 16. So players can actually get free stuff mm -hmm. in the game now. They also did a couple things. So you can get 200 Time Warp badges, an item that increases experience and reputation games, and an invitation to the Aura Grimer or Stormwind. Okay. So you, are you going to be playing World of Warcraft? Because uh, you said you, were play you used to play before. So uh, when I was about... I think I was 16 or 17 at the time. I never played World of Warcraft up until that moment. And they were they got me on the advertisements for Cataclysm or Cataclyst. And I started went to GameStop. I bought all the expansion packs. Mm -hmm. I got all the Frost Lich, the da 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 all that. And I played for about a month. I spent a, I think I spent $180 to play this game for a month. Wow. And because I, I got all the expansions and everything. I'm just like, man. I saw how many hours I was sinking into the game, and I was like, this is probably not going to end well for me. In the long run, I need to leave. <laughs> so I've never played World of Warcraft again. Uh, I love World of Warcraft. All the characters, the lore, the story is great. Um, I love the art style. People kind of clown on the, mm -hmm. on, the, on the pauldrons, the big pauldron characters, but I love Blizzard's art style. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we have a couple friends who I'm sure are going to dive back into this game, but I think like the real MMO of our time right now is Final Fantasy 14, and that's what everybody's playing. Oh, yeah. So it's like they got to update WoW at some point, right? They got to give like a, re a reboot. I know so many people who, not even for WoW, but for RuneScape, uh, which is like everybody knows what RuneScape is, they're like people who've never played before. Like, I would play it if it had good graphics, mm -hmm. and WoW has no good graphics, so maybe that would change anything. But what do you think? Well, I mean, I'm going to actually defer to chat because chat made some really good comments that I want to point out to you. So Holly Peppermint said World of Warcraft Super Sweet 16. <laughs> what would be what would be World of Warcraft Super 16? Like how would they how would they celebrate it? Uh, I would love to see it done at uh, the Lich's Castle. Like the, 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 the you know, like that's the little banquet. Super Sweet 16. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be the WoW logo? in like a dress or is it going to be like Arthas or something? It's like, who was, when you think of WoW, who's the face of WoW? I don't know, but it would have to be, yeah, I would, they would definitely have to come out with a mount or something like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, it's like kind of like, you know, when the kids get a, a car on their 16th birthday or some shit like that, they <laughs> could get, get like a crazy ass mount. Everybody get. I mean, I'd be dope if they gave everybody this mount for being like 16 yeah. years into the game. Like, dude, I don't know how it keeps going on. It's, it's interesting games that have, like, really long life cycles and are somehow able to retain their user base because they, they introduced WoW Classic, I think, last year mm -hmm. or earlier in this year, and everybody went crazy for that. Like, oh, my God, WoW Classic, we're back. It's OG. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, man, shots, shots out to Blizzard because Overwatch ain't doing good, so... <laughs> 
Something's gotta, something's gotta work for them, right? Yeah, now World of Warcraft can drink in certain countries. Thank you, Inceptious. Moving on. Games, games, games. Among Us updates are here, guys. Yeah. Who's excited for that new map, apparently? Are yeah. you gonna be playing it? Uh, I think you, everybody kind of has to play Among Us at some point. When I was at this birthday party, later on in the night, literally everybody pulled out their phones and started playing Among Us. Yeah. So I was just like, you kind of got to just... It's the new Jackbox, yeah. I feel, yeah. also. And considering that they obviously have been undergoing a lot of issues with like hacking and stuff like that, their servers were down, so they've been rushing anti-hacks. Uh, programs but the thing is because they rushed it out so fast it actually made the servers crash it caused the bug so they kind of like are taking the time to rehash that out but yeah we should do an among us like we i mean zoom was talking about it like doing an yeah. among us stream we should all definitely play it was so funny because we f i found among us like way before i guess it popped off on twitch and me and all my friends were like magic and then we were all playing and there was no issues with the server mm -hmm. but the minute it got popular you couldn't connect mm -hmm. the game they released the update the game got worse i was like Yo, what What the hell? I never understand that, like, when developers release patches for games, and sometimes the games end up in a worse state than it was in the beginning. And I, mm -hmm. it always blows my mind, like, what happened in the code that made a really good game into a bad game. But, I mean, hey, man, I, Among Us never seems to get boring. I'm kind of tired of, like, the last game I played, people, like, really subscribe to, like, like, herd mentality where it's like, oh, he's sus. Based on what? He came straight down. What? Yeah, I could like yo. I'll be writing down tasks. I'll be like, yo, this is the task to hit. I give you perfect path in every mission. You're still gonna suspect me because that one guy said he's definitely sus. But see, that's the whole point of the game is to use psychology against people. But that's the not psychology. Killer. That's just being dumb. Okay, so use people's dumbness to psychology, mofo. Anyways. Cyberpunk 2077, apparently because of everything that's happening, it's been delayed a couple times. CD Projekt Red stock has dropped 25%. Thoughts on that? That's kind of a court. Like, this is literally the end of the quarter. Yeah, I mean, the, the stock right now, I checked right when we got off it because me and Zoom laughed. Like, yo, I think it's time to buy some CD Projekt Red stock. Sitting at $25 a share. Um, hey, yo, yo, we got we to gotta boost the stock, you know? We got to pump it up so we can make some profit. Um I, I mean, it's, it's natural, right? Like, they've been delaying this game for a year, which is fine because when the game does come out, it will indefinitely be, like, probably the game of the year, 100%. They're taking all the right steps to make sure this game is the ultimate experience for us. I, I mean, I think it's just going to happen. It, it's a natural thing, right? It's like, also, this market is pretty crazy because no one knows what's about to happen. We're still in the election run right now. You know, Arizona is still taking its – or is it Nevada? Nevada is still taking its sweet-ass time trying to figure out these votes. So we'll see what happens at the end of the day. But let's not talk politics because – We've been. This is a politics-free zone. Everybody's stressed out right now. You know the the energy is not not the highest. But anyway. Yeah. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. Are you gonna buy some CD Projekt Red stock? You know I I I'm I'm for it because at the end of the day the stocks are only gonna go up. Of course. Yeah. If they release good games. Well, I mean Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. It could be bad. I don't think it is, but it could be bad. And but it could also be good. And they're coming out with other titles. You think this is gonna be the end of the? Winter? No, no, no. I, I just think that CD Projekt Red doesn't produce enough content well that's the gamble that's it's the gamble it's the trade-off it's the trade-off that's why it's called stock exchange um i don't know if this is important to you because mm. you're an apple nut but the company apple has announced one more thing it's an event happening november 10th which will presumably see the company announce its first arm based Macs that run on an apple apple silicon chips instead of the intel processors arm arm based yeah i know arm based Macs. so it's like I think it's, I don't know. 
<laughs> I really don't know. This sounds like a futuristic concept. Can I just get some AirPod Pro 2s? Can, like I, get, I, can I get some chargers with my iPhone 2? We're not gonna talk about that, man. That, I that mean, decision like, that was but, made. But come on, you're gonna you're gonna sell an app on the new Apple device, and then you're gonna sell it without a charger or or headsets. We're cutting down on waste, you know what? Nars. We're like we're getting rid of like metric tons. How about of this? Stop wasting my time. I'm gonna buy another charger anyways. She's definitely got some spice on it because she's an Android user. So we're not gonna get too into it. You don't have both, okay? All right. You you you've picked your side. I have both phones. With your hundred X Zoom, okay? Dude, does the Apple do a hundred X? I don't need a hundred X Zoom. When you are on, when you are. Why on are you the creeping? Beach, wait, when you're on the beach and you're trying to see a whale up close, oh. but he's all the way in the distance, then you'll need a hundred X Zoom. Whales are adorable. Whale watching. That's whale why watching. you get the new. That's 20, why you get that. So you get the hundred times <laughs> zoom, zoom on your in. camera. Yes, to zoom in on whales from a distance, two hundred IQ exactly. Um, next news, TikTok and Sony Music reaching a long-awaited licensing deal. Finally, I mean, in, in light of everything happening with DMCA, it's really nice to see that TikTok finally has a leg up. I mean, somehow, you know, I think Twitch needs to contact somebody to help them. It has nothing to do with what the conversation is right now. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because all these, like, platforms now have gotten really big. Instagram, TikTok, of course, YouTube, Twitch have a direct correlation with music being used and like people creating things around music and content that's not theirs, right? So it's like, it's an interesting, like you look on TikTok right now mm -hmm. and will they get to a point where people start claiming videos that don't have audio, right? Cause like people like do like, oh, these are like the top five animes you should watch. And there's like a clip of Naruto and like a, a clip of Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, where I, it's funny cause we need to get a DMCA expert on the show. Cause like how far does like DMC extend? Like, does it go beyond music? Is it gonna affect like people who react to videos on their Twitch channel? Like, mm -hmm. it's a, it's like it's a weird it's a weird 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 situation. And this is interesting because there are a lot of people who use TikTok, but then they export it like I do to their Instagram and yeah. stuff like that. So let's say that yes, TikTok and Sony get a license deal. Obviously, Columbia Records is a part of that. So Columbia Records music labels and songwriters and all the songs from them can be accessed to th through TikTok. But then when you export that, do you? Do you pose your, is there a threat pose then for using that same sort of IP on a different platform? I'm not going to act like I'm smart enough to give a real answer here. Um, I can assume there would probably be somebody in some sort of court of law that would say that, yes, it is, it is, it is the same thing. And it kind of is just one's name TikTok, one's name Instagram. So it's mm -hmm. like, you can also look at Instagram has Instagram reels, which is just Instagram TikTok. Uh, it's 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 such a tricky situation. Yeah, like, we'll see more as it unfolds because at the end of the day, this is still in discussion. Yes, this is going to be coming out, but how is it going to work and what songs are yet to be announced or released? So I guess that's just something we look forward to. Yeah. So moving on, everybody can go to BlizzCon next year because oh. BlizzCon, uh, BlizzCon is going online and it's free for everyone. Are you going to come to BlizzCon with me? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've always been waiting, waiting to go to BlizzCon. And I we can cosplay and Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, who do you want to be for BlizzCon? Like, what's going to be your cosplay? Oh, I could go for, like, an elven or a druid from World of Warcraft. Oh. oh. I'm going to be one of the wargans. The wargans. Werewolves, the werewolves guys. I mean, I wonder how it's going to play out. Like, are they going to do I mean, hey, Apple did it with their press conference. 
it worked out with theirs. And I think they, they kind of set the standard for press conferences in quarantine. So I'm sure Blizzard has enough money to figure it out. Uh, I mean, I wonder what they're going to debut. Diablo 4 or Diablo again on the phone? What's going to happen? Ooh. Last BlizzCon wasn't good for them. I mean, all we can, I think at this point, it's just going to be an opportunity for everyone to kind of like see what Blizzard's coming out. But I feel like it's the same thing with PAX and the same thing with Comic-Con. People go to cons to be with other people. Yeah. And it's like, how do you do, how do you take that experience and take it to a virtual kind of like platform? And I know that like some people have been mentioning like, hey, why don't we do like VR chats or something like that? Or like Second Life kind of like cons, which I think it's a really good idea if you recreate that same sort of feeling mentality of like PAX or BlizzCon, but literally make it virtual, L allow people to like make avatars and run amok in, in the virtual space and go to a con that way. Yeah, damn, I don't even know if I could Stomach I'm, I'm trying to think about it and I don't even think I could enjoy it <laughs> like one one I like I remember going to New York City Comic Con all the time when I was like 15 16 17 I was like yo this is the greatest thing ever and then as I got like older I was like yo there's too many damn people <laughs> and yeah. I was like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go so I've kind of fallen out of love with cons and then trying to do like a, a, a like the, the like Cons are a lot of work, they okay? Are. Walking around a con is, is, is a sport. It's not like you got to go through crowds. You got to stick and move. There's BO, there's heat. Now I got to do a virtual con. So now I gotta use but then you don't get the BO, the heat. It's true, but it's like, how is that going to work when it's not going to feel like have, cringy? Okay, okay, okay. First and foremost, have you ever tried VR chat? No. Okay, so then work. First try VR chat, and then we'll take the next one. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll catch right. up with this after I go and be you gone the knuckles for a week. Yeah, uh, whoever works at BlizzCon, call me. Oh my God, she's she's. I have ideas. We can work she this out. She has ideas. I have ideas. We can make this. We can literally make this virtual. Moving on, the head of Xbox says the gaming industry needs more black leaders. The problem is, is that he said this black in June of 2020, but then was uh, reached out by Kotaku about that kind of comment in which he replied, one of the worries is you kind of get hyper-focused at a certain time and the election comes along and months go by and you almost just kind of shift. The conversation turns to something else. And I do think it's about time we come back. And I think that happens a lot. When it's a certain sort of issue that's going on, everyone has jumped to be like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. But then people kind of forget, and then things happen, and then it gets shifted. And I like how Phil Spencer is saying, yeah, we, we forgot. Yeah. But we want to divert back. What do you think about that? I mean, of course. I mean, that 100% that needs to happen. We have to get more diversity in these companies and leadership positions. Uh, there was a an article that was shared with me earlier today where I, I want to keep this conversation as like non-political -politi as possible. Uh, a friend of ours shared me, a, shared me an article that was saying how Trump, the Trump administration had purposely got in the way of Microsoft hiring uh, black leadership specifically. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, an, I have to reread the article. Let me not say like this Shut is the gospel, up. but that was the headline I saw. And uh, I'm like, I like that was the art. I'm just gonna say that's what I saw. And yeah, so I mean like, you know, people, you know, this definitely needs to happen and it needs to be treated very delicately because then there's like one side of the argument where you'll have like, are you hiring people now just based on skin? Are you hiring them like, also you should, I mean, you should hire people of diversity, but of any kind of diversity, but also like, are you just doing that so it looks good to your investors? Mm -hmm. Which is like, I don't think anybody wants to be hired because it looks good on your res on, on their resume, their report, their investors. Oh, we have this guy who's on the board, or this girl who's on the board. You know, like just because it's 
It's weird. It's like pandering. And I think it no one pandering. appreciates pandering. That's 1000% pandering because you're trying to appease the mass public and obviously your stockholders at the same time. But it, it's not genuine. And at yeah. the end of the day, that gets sniffed out really quickly. Yeah. And then that person just ends up like doing probably like work that's not meaningful to begin with. And they're just there to put that ass in the chair. And that and actually like, does what? more harm than good. Exactly. Because then it's just like, well, look at what they're doing. It's like, what is this? It's such a delicate situation. But yes. We got to get back to the conversation. It needs to be at the forefront and it needs to happen. We need to happen now, right now. Now. Um, so a good a topic that actually came up the other day, and this is probably a little bit heartfelt, but obviously the passing of Brian Reckful Bernstein is still really fresh and still an open wound for a lot of people. He passed away this past summer. He committed suicide. And it's interesting how Twitch has been hearing a lot of the streamers' reaction to uh, reruns that are being played. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts about the editors being able to do that? Do you think it's disrespectful or do you think it's paying homage to streamers and do you think Twitch should do more to kind of memorize uh, content creators on Twitch? I mean, I like I like the sentiment the sentiment that someone's going to go and like repost videos and like keep people in the know like hey, this person lived and they were part of our community. They were part of our, you know, everything. I remember when Byron died. I, I was, I was so, I was so mad. We, we, we went on the show. It happened the same day, and I, I went on a rant in the beginning because, you know, this was a guy who did like something that's supposed to be like celebrated and beautiful, and then he, you know, the trolls of Twitch decided to just flame this guy and his girlfriend and all that. And, you know, what happened happened. Um, yeah, I think that Twitch, you know, people like Etika mm. need to be memorialized. Like those people who are key, who were key mm -hmm. figures in our community, who represented our community, that people loved. Love talking about. It. I have friends who worked with Byron. You know, I can't. I, I don't know how it could be taken in bad spirit, um, but maybe you know, to the to the families and parties involved, maybe they'd be like, "Hey, this is like you guys exploiting the image of someone who's gone." Um, maybe we get a hologram version, <laughs> like how we had Coachella Tupac. Maybe that's at some point. But uh, yeah, I think we just need to just do more memorialization. Wasn't was it Jeff Keeley or something? Or I forgot. So was it like something from the video game awards you're talking about memorializing people? Yeah, at Yeah, so Jeff Keighley has been doing these live streams every Sunday. People can kind of tune in and ask him questions. And so one person asked him, you know, is there going to be a way to memorialize people who have passed away in the gaming industry at the game awards? And he had never thought about that before until someone spoke and everyone in chat was like, yeah. And obviously people remember Etika, people yeah. remember obviously Byron, but there are a lot of other people that just go missing, you know, Bianca Devins, is not necessarily a big you know name in, in the gaming industry but she was a streamer she was mm. a twitch streamer and she was brutally murdered and i think some of the time we forget about the realness of of being a twitch streamer being a content creator and sometimes that needs to be spotlighted so people can see the humanistic aspects of these people mental illness is not judgmental it can affect anybody it affected kate spade it affected robin williams and i think it's super important that we treat this delicately considering that people are taking advantage of being anonymous on twitch but then not necessarily realizing that there are people that are put the streamers that are on twitch are putting their heart out there yeah. they're being vulnerable and for there to not be it's kind of like saying if the overseers of a platform won't delegate the rules of etiquette, mm -hmm. how can anyone hope to make a change? How can anyone hope to be and aspire to be a better person on the platform if Twitch right. isn't setting the rules for that? Right. And I think this step is going towards 
making that effort to ensure that anybody that has passed away, regardless of what it is, but considering that he committed suicide, it's telling to everyone that, listen, if you need help, there is a place for you. And, you know, this we're still working on the community, but Twitch can be one of those places you yeah. can seek help. And yeah. I love that. And yeah. I, I just want to see Twitch do more. Yeah, in regards to the, the reward, the, the award rewards, the award uh, ceremonies and stuff like that. I think they can definitely incorporate things how like the WWE, for example, they've had like the Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. There's also like the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award. Like there's definitely things that could be made in honor of these people. Like this is the Etika Award for like X, Y, and Z, or this is like the Byron Showdown for this and that, or like, because Byron was uh, was heading his own mm -hmm. indie studio for making an indie game. Like there's so many things we can do to just like pay homage and yeah, let's make it happen, Jeff. Put it in the world. Yes, please. Let's do this. And guys, just be nice to Twitch streamers. I mean, if you see be someone being toxic, please, by all means, jump in that. Jump in that and teach someone a lesson. Moving on. Con uh, still within Twitch, though. Twitch is at, is going to be running a PSA for anyone that has an ad blocker on the site. <laughs> and no one is happy. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because, for, uh, for you know, it's like... I'm wearing purple right now, so clearly I'm kind of like I'm a sold-out person to Twitch. Um, keep going. Keep going. Sorry, I just had to laugh a little bit. It's such a – was was that the whole thing? I mean, I can go on. Keep but I going, think that's. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty – I mean, it goes on to say that ads are important for Twitch, which is true. That's how they make some of their revenue to be able to pay content creators. Okay, what? Speak. Gabe. I'm building emphasis. Okay, I'll keep going then. So ad blockers keep websites ads free, but that obviously is affecting Twitch's bottom line. So Twitch now has this PSA that if you have an ad blocker like uBlock, it actually uh, breaks the update or whatever. It actually stops it, so then it actually interferes. So you can't block it anymore. You have to you have to run it. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that. I remember when someone told me about this, it was like every 10 minutes it's going to play to just like make you to turn your ad blocker off or something like that. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you have to, you kind of have to side with the company on this one, mm -hmm. even though you want to be like, yeah, you know, forget you guys, you know, we're the little guy, you know. I think Twitch's ad system is kind of annoying, especially how they can just like throw an ad in anywhere. And like when someone comes to your channel, you know, and the, like you only have like 20 seconds to really grab mm -hmm. them, right? Like 20 seconds to a minute to grab that person. If the first experience they get coming to <laughs> channel is like two words and an ad, it hurts the streamer. You know, there should there needs to be a more intelligent ad system that happens, and you should have ads that are played for people who are continuously watching in the stream instead of just saying, "You join the stream? Here's an ad about Tostinos. Here's an ad about this," and it's like you know weird Twitch ads. Um, I don't have an ad blocker. So people look at me like, why don't you have an ad blocker? I'm like, because, you know, like I watch, I watch a lot of YouTube versus Twitch. You know, the creators I watch, like, you know, that is some sort of their revenue. And I, I don't want to, like, take away from their pockets. Like, they're, you know, they're dying out here doing work for us and, like, putting out content that we want to watch. You know, you should support that. And if you don't support that, then what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. It's like really, like, I mean, unless you're talking about, like, maybe, like, Pokemon or somebody like that who makes, like, a ton of money off of, you know, her donations, which all changed. Well, speaking of that, which is another thing that's really yeah. hilarious. So apparently, Poke this is another news headline. Pokemon wants Twitch fans to stop giving her so stop much money. money. She made the cap amount of donation $5. You cannot donate more than $5 to Pokemon. Yeah, there's going to be someone, though, who's going to just like. And you know what she said? $5. You know what she said? If people asked if they could submit more than $5, you know what she said? She said. Why don't you take that money and give it to other streamers who may need it more? This is a slow clap. 
It's a slow clap right now. I mean, hey, it's crazy because on top of that, her doing that move, PewDiePie, I believe today, announced he's no longer taking donations. Wow. Entirely. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, these creators, you know, PewDiePie and the Pokemon, right, they make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't need the money. It's nice that they get the money and they're more than willing and happy to take the money. But I think now that they're in the position that they're in, they're like, hey, you know, I'm good. I don't mm -hmm. need you to have to give me all this. Give this to other people you watch. Yeah. Which, you know, these are people who are like subject to like, they get crazy donations. Like, Pokemon's got like hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, five thousand dollars. But she doesn't necessarily need it. Like, yeah, she doesn't solicit it. Yeah, which is funny because people are like, oh, this is a stunt. You're just doing this because you're trying to It's a it. good stunt then. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if she's forcing you to pay less and you're like, I want to pay more, yeah. then she's kind of winning. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, she doesn't she's, lose. But yeah. it's a great thing that I feel is going to it's going to change the way we interact with Twitch in terms of the donation side of things. And hats off to you. You know, first person doing it. You got PewDiePie behind it. I wonder who's going to be next. I love it. Just uh, start rating people who are small. I don't know. Anyways, uh, last news. I didn't see this, and I just see this in the run of show. But uh, Baby Shark Dance chomps oh. out Despacito as the most viewed YouTube video. Did you see this? Yo. I'm going to tell you right now. Baby Shark... At a certain hour of the day, slaps, okay? Okay, I remember one time I was working at an outdoor market and I saw a guy in his Tesla and he's literally windows up, blasting Baby Shark. I can hear it. And he is smoking in his car. Oh and it's God. like an autopilot. He's just like, he goes, Baby Shark. Dee -dee. I said, this is a person living in their prime right now. <laughs> Baby Shark is the shit, all right? And, you know, I bet it better because, though, it's a song for babies. It's a song for kids. It's a song for teens, adults, grandparents. You can enjoy it with anybody. It's got to be the most played video of all time. I don't know. I just, I haven't heard it, so I have to hear You haven't it. heard Baby Shark? No, no, the Despacito. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. And you haven't no. heard Despacito? No, the Baby Shark Despacito mix that they're talking about. Oh, Oh, I read that. It I says I read Baby that Shark wrong. Dance chomps out Despacito. Oh, no, no. Baby Shark is the largest one. Okay, I forgot the, the line. Never mind. That was Baby Shark tops Despacito in the charts. That's pretty much what okay, it is. Okay, I was like, say, I was okay. like, wait a minute. What did I. I, I thought they made a Despacito Baby Shark Dance. Baby Shark Dance. But how do you even miss that? Despacito. The a Baby Shark, though. Make that happen. Make that Yo, happen. Shop. I want a Despacito Baby Shark music <laughs> i didn't Yo, see that mashup i've seen worse have you seen the um oh my god it was the baby shark but it wasn't a shark it was like baby shrimp baby shrimp baby shrimp mommy shrimp mommy despacito let me not let me not start by the way guys and i'm letting you know because this is a new this is the news that's not on the run of show i'm learning how to make trap music Oh, you actually have now, yeah. you're fully into it. I'm full and paying classes. Wow, you you are? You're paying for classes? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. No, they're you free, are. but I am taking classes. You are taking classes? Yep. Where, where are you taking them at? It's called YouTube. <laughs> I thought you got like an instructor. Oh, I'll my have God. That, but there's there's many free used, used like tutorials on and YouTube. what are you using? Fruity Loops? Logic. Logic? Yeah. Oh, wow. You, you, you're really into this now. I'm very... I'm telling you, I really want to make this 12 Days of Chatmas. And guys, help me convince Gabe to I'm do down. Thing. You come with the beats, I'll come up with the bars. All right. All right. I'm just updating this. you. We need the Mega Ran, we need the Mega Ran feature, though. Uh, so, so okay. So, think about it this way. If we have 12 songs, yeah. we can work with a content creator for each song. 
How about that? I like that. I like yeah. that. I like that. And we'll try to get like an overseas producer to help like with the entire I'm thing. I'm trying to go double platinum with no features though. On your first album? You Come shooting on, guys. for the stars. So, yo, let's, listen, you got to have big goals, okay? All right, we got to find so we got to find a really good music producer. Make if it there's rain? a music because there's, there's a music producer that's out there, help us make this trap miss oh holly wants to be on one of the tracks hell yeah yo we're taking we're taking applications if you want to be <laughs> on this the trap miss oh yeah 368 trap miss if you want to join in on it you know email we got our music producer right there in chat as a typo rl a typo rl i can't really see the name i'm blind typo yeah you got a typo He's RL. hey music oh um, Yo, um, there we go. There you go. Boom. Done. Finished. Boom. We're manifesting this, guys. Let's let's make this happen. It's not to sell albums or anything. It's just all of us having a good time and being. Jingle bells all the way, all the way. <laughs> the, the rainbows <laughs> in the say I make sleigh. Let's make let's make twelve days of trap a reality. Oh my god. Yes. All right, oh, that's it for the wait. news today, guys. Thank you so much. This is your girl Nars. More news next week. Woo. And Listen, if you made it to this part, the show is done. We're going home now. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have the Sam Strelitz, Mary Beth from Red Dead Redemption 2 here in a moment. Keep watching. Oh, there he oh, is. How are you? Sam, don't talk. I got to intro you. She's, she's stuck. <laughs> all right. Check it, all right. All right. That's all. She's not even, not even on camera yet. All right. Look, guys. We have a sassy molassie, okay? This is a family friend, an OG homie, one of the best people I know, and I know one of the best people Nars knows. She's an amazing actor, amazing voice actress. She was on one of the biggest games of all goddamn time. So she's a pretty big deal. Can I get a warm welcome? Can I get some S's in chat? Can I get some yeehaws in chat for the one, the only, Sam Strelitz? At least you Woo! Good, good. I just want to. I just want to ask the chat. Can is does Sam sound good for y'all? Oh God, I'm going y'all now. She got me doing y'all. <laughs> she sounds kind of low on my headset. Uh, you I sound low on my headset, but uh, I can hear ours perfectly. You sound low on my headset. Oh. What a low. We low, uh, we're lo-fi stream. But Sam, Hello. how are you doing? How am I? Yeah, yeah. How are you? You want the real answer? You want the quarantine I'll, I'll wait, answer? No, what no, kind no, of answer no, are you looking no, for? Get, get, How deep get, are we gonna go? Get, give me the. Uh, <laughs> Give me the, the, the Instagram answer. We're doing just great. We're hanging in there and seeing how the results. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Before we got on the call, Sam was letting us know about her, uh, her existential crisis that she's yeah. currently going through right now. Uh, that we're all going through? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I was sure. having an existential crisis, and my best friend was Jack Daniels and Mama Juana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know they don't go together. Really. My my crisis is slightly different. <laughs> I I'm, don't know. That's a pretty good squad. I cannot <laughs> hear Gabe. I literally he I see his mouth moving. Oh, she can't hear me. Zoom. Oh, uh, sorry, Gabe. This convert. This is go a, ahead. Take over. This is an interview out. between me and Sam Strelitz now. <laughs> uh -oh. So this Sam, you're currently in LA. You're you're unfortunately not suffering the cold hyper bipolar weather here that is new york city how is the weather over there in la what you up to oh god well uh it was like nine eight between 80 and 90 degrees today it's been crazy hot hot as fuck i i you know i lived i lived in la for so many years before i moved out to new york and then i kind of like i've never been here for the fall really except for thanksgiving so i kind of forgot 
how it was going to be and how hot it was. And it's just been crazy. We've had really beautiful weather. It's supposed to rain in a couple days and then people are going to lose their minds because Californians don't know how to drive when it starts, when the sky opens up and water hits the ground, they're all like, ah, what's happening? And then there are accidents on the freeway. It's like, that's how used to perfect weather these people are. Uh, but I'm doing well. I, I miss New York fall. You're missing the fashion week. Wait, Sam, can you hear me fine now? Or is still- You're getting better. You're getting, I'm getting warmer. I'm getting warmer. Getting we're, we're getting to go. this. You got, I'm good now, you can hear me? Warmer. Yeah, you sound pretty good. Okay, well, well, we'll work through it. By the way, Sam, I want to ask you because we kind of talked about this off camera. You told me there's a difference between the yees and the yeehaws. So I need okay. to know. So I am not an expert on this. I'm just going to go out. I'm, I'm from Southern California, okay? I think I'm a Southern girl, but I'm from Southern California, just to be clear. So I'm not from the South. Uh, but uh, I heard, uh, because I'm addicted to TikTok and I get all of my information via that platform now, uh, that there is a Same. difference between yee-yee and yee-haw, and it's a whole different culture in the South. If you're a yee-hawer, you're like... You know, you got your button down, you got your slacks, you got your designer cowboy boots and your hat and all that. You're going to like the nice rodeo. If you're a yee yee, you might, you know, be on a, you know, John Deere tractor kind of rolling around and going to the local bar and, you know, or drinking, drinking on the back of your tractor and like, you know, three dogs running around after you and you're going to go, you know, shoot some deer during the season. It's like the yee yee is like kind of like, super super og southern and yeehaw is sort of like more sophisticated southern people mm. that's that's the that's the best way to describe it without <laughs> without maybe getting a little bit offensive so and pretty I don't much know one is trashy and one is classy <laughs> yes it's like okay. totally, so wait totally. sam which which side of the fence do you fall on or which one do you oh feel you connected gosh. to the most how much how much jack daniels have i been drinking in this scenario <laughs> She definitely you know a yee yee, bro. She a yee. She a debutante, but she gonna hop on the ride the mechanical bull, and she's not gonna fall off. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna make a scene, <laughs> but in a party dress. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about the southern side, right? When preparing for your role as Mary Beth, what kind of work did you have to do? Because you're an actual actress, right? Like this is your life. This is how you work, and you you wear a lot of hats. Like you've done hosting, interviewing cast, etc. So how do you prepare to play Mary Beth? Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to let all the secrets out. Uh, I didn't know what I was going into when I stepped foot, you know, in the studio on my first day. They did not tell us uh, the title. Uh, they didn't tell us what we were working on, for lack of a better explanation. So, you know, they put us in our uh, in our uh, mocap outfits, you know, the whole like, it's like almost like scuba gear with the balls all over the place. And then, you know, they put the boots on us and it was like very essential about the boots and certain people got holsters. You know, I didn't get a holster because I very rarely ever wielded a gun. So, um, but actually I felt the I got more into character working with the other actors than I did, you know, sitting around and preparing on my own. Um, we kind of, each of us got to know more of the story of each of, of the individual characters as we continued to work on, um, you know, on RDR2. So I have no answer to that question. There, I, I couldn't really prepare. They are so, um, they're so secretive with uh, the script and what they're working on that they're really, you couldn't prepare anything because there was nothing to prepare. So I winged it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, considering that Mary Beth is a very iconic character. Well, she's one of that because there's there's not that many women to to be like seen in this 
in this entire thing. I think there's like only four like pretty well-known girls that are the bunch and you're friends with the other voice actress as your, uh, as well. How was it to develop the Mary Beth character? And then I know that you spoke about how some Sam Strelitz quirks or little things yeah. came out in Mary Beth. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I feel like I got to know Mary Beth more and more uh, via the scripts that we would receive. So, you know, I found that she really loved, uh, she was always reading. I was always doing like a reading pose and I was always sort of like writing in my journal and talking about, ro you know, romance. She's an, I, she's an idealist. She's a romantic. She's the type of person that in, you know, the setting of 1899 in the wild west where it's sort of like anything goes and you're following a you know, a gang of outlaws, she's, her coping mechanism is fantasizing about this, about how beautiful and romantic and idyllic the world can be, even though she sees, you know, a lot of pain and a lot of suffering, a lot of violence, and, you know, they, they live a stressful life. Um, so, you know, every time I, I would come in and I would read a script, you know, beforehand, and I would memorize and I would come to set, it, it was... I, I, I was able to find out more about the character and really get into her shoes by virtue of the dynamic of the other characters and, and what they were playing. And I feel like that was, again, it was just, it was being there, you know, on the day and working with the other actors and working with the director that informed, informed everyone's performance, I would say. Um, and then of course she has, you know, Sam quirks, you know, little things like, how do I play romantic? How do I, how do I feel about this person saying that to me? Is that a joke or is that more serious? You know, so in any character that you play when you're an actor, you know, it's, it's, it's your version of, you know, pain or happiness, joy, surprise, shock. What would you do in that scenario? You know, filter through the eyes of your character and whatever they're going through. So you kind of can't really escape yourself, but, um, really brilliant actors, you know, like a Gary Oldman or a Meryl Streep, they make you believe that they've completely transformed. And I think that that's kind of the fun of, uh, of watching people act. So hopefully I did some of that. Who knows? <laughs> Matter of fact, I wanted to go back for a second before we go even deeper into it, because there's definitely like some, some things about like the story you, you had to act in that I want to get into. But you said that you didn't know the script going in. Um, so did you even know what you were applying for to begin with? Well, I knew it was Rockstar, and I was like, I don't care what it takes. I want this motherfucking job. You know, <laughs> I, you know I, I've said this a bunch, but I've always sort of dated gamers, you know, and I've kind of been the person sitting on the couch, you know, or sitting, you know, or them at the desk, me watching behind, sitting on, you know, the bed, being like, all right, do you want something to drink? Should we go do this or that? You know, and I've always kind of been, you know, while they squat up. I've sort of been like a passive uh, audience member, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so I, I saw, you know, I had an ex who played Red Dead all the time and was really, you know, excited about, um, you know, games that were coming out that Rockstar had been producing. And so I knew the name, you know, and I mm -hmm. knew, you know, Naughty Dog and I knew certain things, you know, I wasn't really a gamer except when I was really little, but I... I had an idea of how big the project was going to be if Rockstar was involved. And, uh, you know, the audition was actually, we were brought in, um, I, I got called in for my commercial agents, you know, in the acting industry, you have a commercial agent who sends you out for commercials and then you have a, what they call a legit agent. And that person will send you out for theater and film. Um, and so, you know, I got called in, uh, via my commercial agent and I, am I frozen on your, okay. I'm, no, you're good. Very you're good. good. You're good. <laughs> 
I see. I don't even know how. I'm like, is this working? Do do do. Okay. Um, I got called in from my commercial agent. Um, I did uh, an audition. It was like a giant monologue that was just like pages and pages long. And they were, you know, they give it to you, and they're like, memorize of, as much of this as you can, and then you know, come in and we'll do the audition. And I was like, holy shit, I really want this, but how much of these three pages can I really commit to memory in like 20 minutes? So I went in, I did it, I felt good about it, but you know, it was neither here nor there. And then didn't hear back again. Another quirk of the acting industry is you either, you know, get called back in, called a callback, uh, and you got to sort of re audition for uh, whatever role you were originally auditioned for. And normally there are more people in the room. Sometimes the director's there, sometimes the producers are there. Uh, it's more than just the initial casting director. Um, or you never hear from them again. And you think, oh, what the hell happened over there? I thought I was great, you know, and no one calls you and, you know, on to the next. So it was months and I hadn't heard anything back. And I just sort of like, I was bummed, but I just sort of like put it in the back of my mind and, you know, on to the next thing. Then um, I got sort of like a last minute audition. Uh, It was for Rockstar again. To be perfectly honest, I thought that they were working on a GTA because they, whatever they called the title of it, it sounded like a GTA location on the map and I was like oh shit I'm going in for GTA I want this so much it's gonna be crazy obviously it wasn't but I was like that was what was going through my mind um so I got called in again and this time that I got called in um I was actually uh filming something that day like uh, like out of town like in the Hamptons and um and it was like a lifestyle shoot. So I had like a bathing suit and I had like my little thing over it and I was all in full hair and makeup and on my way back into town, I had this audition. Uh, I thought it was a callback, but who who even knows at that point? After months and months, I thought maybe they're calling me in for a different character. So I went in, entirely new script, and uh, and and the script. I don't even know how much of this I'm even allowed to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say fuck it. It's quarantine, twenty twenty season finale. Who knows what's going on? Uh, It was like this really weird script where I was kind of like seducing this dude to do something that was like really dangerous and kind of fucked up. And uh, so I was like, okay, let's go. And um, I had, you know, I had rushed to this audition after being at the shoot and I didn't change into a bra and underwear. I'd kept my bikini on uh, underneath my outfit. And so Gabe knows where this is going. So, uh, so, you know, I'm saying my lines and I'm supposed to be seducing this dude and knowing that I didn't have, you know, knowing I was wearing a bathing suit underneath and that that wasn't going to, that was neither here nor there. You know, during my lines, I started sort of undoing, I was wearing a button down. I sort of started like undoing my top and kind of playing at the fact that I was going to, you know, get naked and get him to do this thing that, you know, was dangerous that he wasn't supposed to do. It was like to jump off a cliff into a pool of water or something crazy. And I just remember in my mind, in, from my perspective, I don't actually, you know, I probably blacked out and didn't know what the hell happened and walked out of there and thought that was great. But in my mind, I was like, I had captivated my audience and they were like, Ooh, she's, she a little bit crazy. (laughs) She's really going to go for this. You know, and, uh, you know, and I teased it and I think I got like three buttons down and I did the whole monologue and, um, and I just remember walking out of there and thinking, if I don't fucking book this job, I swear (laughs) to God, because to me, it wasn't really about getting down to my bikini. It was about, you know, being a risk taker and showing Mm -hmm. I was fearless because that was really in the meat of the scene. You know, she was a fucking badass. And she was trying to tease this guy into doing something that was actually really like, uh, 
life risking. <laughs> like it was a very, very dangerous thing, what she was asking him to do. But he was like all into it because she was so, you know, uh, persuasive. And so, again, didn't hear back, didn't hear back, didn't hear back. And then I got the call from my agents that I was on hold. And in the acting industry, when you're on hold, that means that they want to see your availability for some dates. And uh, they're either going to, you know, pin you and book you and have you on the project, or they do something where it's called first refusal, which means it's be basically between you and one other person, like you're for, or, or it's you at, at, at the top of the list. You're either at the top of the list or the second one on the list. It basically means that you're like this fucking close <laughs> to getting the job. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so we kind of, it, it was at that point where I was on hold and then I was on first refusal. And then I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm going to get this job. And then I booked the gig and I was so nervous my first day. Everyone was so nice. They were amazing. They're like a family over there. You know, they've been shooting for about a year when I got on, uh, I want to say a year, a year and a half. Cause I was on it for three and a half years and I think it shot for five. And, um, you know, they're like a little family and I'm like the noob and I'm like, you know, you know, walking around like, Oh shit, don't fuck up, Sam. Like you want to keep this job. I don't know how many days they want you for this, but just like get through this and keep going. And it's intimidating because it's motion capture and you have no idea what to expect and there's nothing to prepare you for it unless you've done it before. And, um, yeah, after that, and, and then after that, it's even more crazy because you're not allowed to talk about the project. You're not allowed to tell anyone you booked the project. You're not allowed to tell anyone that it's Rockstar. You're not allowed to tell anyone. You know, I kept my fucking mouth shut for three and a half years. And um, and that's the most excruciating part because the cast is so cool. The project is so amazing. It's, it's so fun to go in there and do that kind of work. And literally, you're not even allowed to, you know, you can't really peep about it because, you know they're they're not about that they're all about the gamer experience and having uh you know the people playing the game um figure out how it goes without any sort of like teasers from the outside world of like you know when you watch a movie trailer and you're like oh cool so now i know the whole movie yeah. and this person dies in this yeah. scene and you're just like that was a fucking bummer like Rockstar is the exact opposite. They want you to be so involved as you play because you're completely, you know, because everything is a surprise that they don't want anything to kind of ruin that for the gamers, which I think is pretty fucking cool. But, you know, for me, it really sucked because it's probably the cool, the best job I've had to date, you know. Womp womp, feel sorry for me. <laughs> I mean, but you did get to work with a lot of actors, uh, a lot of voice actors, actors, one in particular, Roger Clark, who plays the voice of Arthur Morgan. <laughs> you were talking to me about like your kind of like off camera relationship with him. Not that yeah. there was anything that sparked, but it was just, it was very homey. Like, I feel like that's something incredibly uplifting considering that the voice acting community is very small. Yeah, the uh, um, the voiceover community is really small, and the motion capture community is even more small. Um, and like I said, you know, it's one of those things where you have no idea what to expect unless you've done it, and very few people have really done it on a consistent, you know, level. And um, Roger Clark is one of the most incredible people ever of all time. He's an absolute sweetheart. He's smart. He's funny. He's just a dream to work with uh the whole cast was to be perfectly honest and uh dude roger and i palled around at the last e3 ever to uh be experienced on earth uh you know last year and um and he's just the best guy he's like the coolest person he's um 
I don't, I can't, I can't say, I can't, you know, uh, give him more accolades. He's just amazing. Everyone's amazing. Someone just walked through the screen. Who is that? That's Sam. He's, uh, he's taking BTS. <laughs> I think it's behind the scenes shots. I wanted to ask you because I didn't, so were you working on this project before you met us at the mixer studio? Cause you said you were working on it for I three and a half years. Yeah. It was a really happy accident that I fell into, uh, you know, hosting esports at Mixer. Um, I actually responded to a casting call on my own. I submitted on my own for this casting call that I saw on this kind of like platform cr for creatives. I was like, that sounds cool. And I had done, you know, I had done one other uh, hosting gig and I was like, I don't know, I can do this. I, I feel pretty confident, you know, not shutting up for four and a half hours in front of an <laughs> audience. That sounds good to me. And uh, so I submitted, you know, as you do in acting with your resume and like a little blurb about you and your picture and all that stuff. And, um, and I got called in by JW. Good old J Dubs. Jawan, Jawan got pissed at me actually. Cause on Cheddar, I was like, and then JW hired me after my audition, after my interview. And Jawan was like, girl, what did you just say? Who hired you? <laughs> oh, I was like, shit. JW, like JW hired. He's like, Oh snap. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, 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 I, I hired you. I, I was the showrunner. And I was like, oh, duh. Like, duh. basically, JW was the casting director, like, interviewing me and seeing if I could hack it. And then he passed me along when I, you know, it's like you pass level one, you get to level two. If you make it past level two, you get to level three. Uh, and and level three is being a regular at Mixer NYC Studio. Y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was completely, like, completely synergistic and random that I ended up doing any esports hosting, but I was still filming uh, Red Dead when I got that gig. Oh my and God. that was even crazier because I was like, oh, all these people, you know, are it's, they're so cool. I've never really hung out with streamers before, but I really like them. You know, as I said, I've dated, I've not streamers, but gamers. So I, I knew, you know, their adjacent friends, but this is like a whole other, you know, kind of community. You guys, I mean, you guys are so fucking cool and so professional. You, I mean, I listened to the whole uh, beginning of uh, of Super Late tonight, and you know, there's just so much going on in this industry, and and it's just incredible. It really blows my mind, um, and it touches so many sort of like pop culture things, which is really amazing. And so, it. So I could not have ever expected to have been, you know, a host and to meet people like you guys in Zune, you know, who is, see, now I'm going to say that she does something and you guys are going to correct me, but is she producing this? What's going yes, on? Yes, she is. Yes, she yes, is. Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. See, you got that one right. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone is like so smart and such a go-getter and it was just an incredible gift to kind of like fall into this, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I was still doing RDR2 and I couldn't talk about it and you know, I'm again, like, because I'm not really a gamer, I was like, will you accept me <laughs> I'm be here with a microphone interviewing you and, you know, talking about gameplay and like watching, you know, as it all unfolds and sort of coming up with questions that I have that, I, you know, that are interesting to me, but, you know, um, is it going to be interesting for people watching, you know, mm -hmm. cause it's not, you know, I'm not an expert. Um, but I just had the best time and I met some of the best people ever and Hey Sam, you still there? Oh, are we losing her? Oh, oh Rockstar okay. found out she she snitched. They're <laughs> taking her down. Oh no, she's been DMCA'd. No, the the DMCA'd. No. She's back, oh, wait, Sam. You back? You there? Sam? 
Sam, can you hear us? Samski. No. Oh, thank you for the raid, Megan. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate it. Thank you, Strawberry. Megan's a homie, bro. Okay, so uh, we're gonna like you know fill for time here. All right, you know Sam, she's in the and middle I of nowhere in like a bunk. She's oh, back. Is she back? Sam. Oh, with the hydration check. Okay. Uh, okay, I took a drink. I thought, ah, I, I think I just broke the whole thing, but cool. Yeah, it's because you you know you were snitching a little bit about Rockstar, and they were like, <laughs> you gotta, gotta send the snipers. They, they cut it. They were like, cut the feed, cut the feed. I want, I wanted to ask you, uh, between the communities, and I had another question about Red Dead Redemption, but I want to ask this because we're on it. Between being in the film community and the gaming community, which one, like pros and cons, or like which one's been the most the most fun for you? Okay, your mic is really super low for me, but what oh. I think you said is between the um, gaming community and the film and TV community, what are the pros and cons? That or like which one have, has been the uh, the biggest joy for you to work in? So I so when I got into acting, I always wanted to do TV and film. Like that was like the goal, right? TV, film, and you know I'm in New I was in New York at the time. Really good fucking theater. Like theater was all theater was my entryway into acting. The reason why I wanted to act, like literally blood, sweat, and tears into theater. That was the ultimate goal. Was Broadway originally when I you know I thought it was going to do musical theater, and then as I started seeing really you know getting really inspired by films I was watching growing up, and you know as you get older, people start recommending movies, and you're like, oh my god no that's what I want to do and then TV starts getting better and you're like holy shit that's what I want to do you know I had always expected that I was going to go that route when it came to acting but the cool thing about gaming and and mocap and being in a video game and knowing streamers and doing hosting was really that it all came as a surprise to me like I was surprised about how much I enjoyed it and um and I was really vocal about, you know, Mixer, Mixer became a consistent gig for me. You know, I was there, you know, a couple times a month to do the, str uh, the streams and everything in the tournaments. And, um, and before Mixer, I like was in a little bit of a depression. Like, you know, when you're an artist, it's hard, you know, because it's always like you get really excited to do a project and then you do the project and then the project's over. Yeah. And then you wait for the project to come out and then you wait for the time when you can reunite with all the people that were also part of the project. <laughs> and, then, and then that's over. <laughs> and then you're like, what's next, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so having the consistency of Mixer and becoming a family with all you guys was just, it was, it was so incredible. And again, I, I feel so grateful to have been a part of it. And you opened up my world to, you know, all these cons and all these, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, PAX West and East is also a convention. Yeah, just all these possibilities of things that you could do within the gaming industry and people that you could meet. And that was really fucking awesome for me. And going back to the beginning of this show, Nars, you would love VidCon. You would do so, you would just love VidCon. You would run around and you would get to do, you make all the content. It's like this crazy thing for like YouTubers and and like, you know, people that are in b making beauty content and like all this stuff, it would be, I can't hear what you're saying if you're talking, but I see you moving. Gabe, take it away. Oh, no, I'm not talking. I was just doing a Robert De Niro face. Like, yeah, you, lo you love VidCon. I was <laughs> yeah. in there like, oh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, she loves VidCon, you know. Uh, keep going, the keep real going, question sorry. is, will a convention ever happen again? That's, that's, a, that's a very Ooh. million dollar Ooh. question. You go, you go to BlizzCon. Dollar. 
<laughs> next year <online. laughs> you got a BlizzCon <laughs> next year you know Nars you is think talking, next year I mean Nars is talking about the it's online BlizzCon's yeah. online next year she was talking so about the possibility of like a of a VR uh, I was saying that if, if uh, what I think is going to eventually happen is no no offense but there are a lot of people that are still very much afraid of COVID and they do not want to go to these events they're going to turn to virtual reality augmented reality to try to still have a con but without the fear of contacting COVID. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Weren't they moving toward that anyway with Oculus? Like the whole idea was like you could put on your Oculus and you could attend Coachella with your friends and be there in, you know, VR with the, you know, Oculus watching, you know, Megan Thee Stallion perform or whoever and like have the feeling of being in a live concert but like in your own home. Like I, I agree. Yeah. I think that that's probably the – the way that we're going but it doesn't have the same feeling no, it, doesn't it doesn't have the same it doesn't it doesn't and i don't know and i wonder like how are they going to do like uh the like demos like you know i went to pax i went to the la i went to pax at the beginning of fucking covid man like february it was we like were all, i think we were all there we were all there yeah <laughs> dude that was that was crazy. I was getting paranoid. I was getting paranoid about COVID at PAX. I was like, if one motherfucker coughs on me, <laughs> when Sony and Samsung or whoever pulled out, I was like, this is real. I was like, COVID is real. COVID is coming, and I'm gonna see Nars is. Oh no! It's this cold weather. I gotta go. I, I'm just teasing you. I know you already. It's so that. cold. I'm, I'm, just being a jerk. I'm so cold. <laughs> No, but we were all there like at the beginning of like this real fear that was arising. And when people started pulling out of packs, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is this is going to be really super impactful. And we'll see how this turns out. And um, but at Pax, you know, you walk around and you have uh, what do you call it? You have meetings, you're doing demos. I was with my friend, the only tachyon who, you know, I was like acting as his like press woman. And I was like running around and videotaping and, and grabbing all of his uh, footage for his content. And it was like, you can't do that if it's all virtual. Like, how do you do that? That's my question. Yeah, I think the thing that's the most difficult to do VR. Cause like with gaming, it's, it's pretty easy, right? Cause you're showing like demos, you're showing like trailers. Like there's a very, I feel like that's the easiest thing to do, but like music shows are the most difficult, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't get that feeling of being in a crowd, which is part of the music experience where you're like, listen to that, listen to your favorite artist, whoever it may be. And you're like, you get the drums and, and everybody's like, yeah, da, da, and everybody's jumping up and down. Like there's like that primal lower level mammal start of your breath. like, yeah, with the freaking staffs and stuff. You don't get that in VR. And I don't know how they're going to be right. able to replicate that feeling. Like, because, you know, the touch, the brushing, it's like, it's it's so, uh, I don't know the word, I'm missing the word here. Uh, visceral. visceral. There you go, visceral. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But don't you also think, like, going back to, like, the gaming conventions, to me, what I really noticed that was, again, another really cool surprise is that most people are streamers, right? So, like, I'll see you on your stream and I'll be in chat or we'll co-stream and I'll be on the screen with you, seeing you and talking to you. But people, since they're streaming all around the country and all around the world, very rarely get to see each other in person. And yeah. so part of the energy of the convention is seeing your fucking buddies in person that you're streaming with till midnight or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or you guys are going, you know, you're squatting up and you're taking down whatever other crew and like, you're not going to get that. It's like going to all be virtual and that kind of, I feel like it 
I feel like that's really impactful when it comes to like the gaming community and what conventions provided and what they won't be able to provide in the future if they're not in person. Yeah, I, def I definitely agree with you. You know, we have we have plenty of streamer friends. Um, and one of my friends is like, yeah, this is the time she meets up with like her mods. You know, the community she spent some time like you know spent the time like she does dinners and stuff at TwitchCon with people. And it's like you know you spend seven days a week almost all day in your house doing this thing, which is you know creating content around gaming or streaming or reacting, whatever it may be. And that's like the thing you look forward to in the news. I get to see those people. I get to shake their hand, get to ask them how you're doing. Oh my God, that's who you are, voice, da 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 da. It's so, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame. It really is a shame, but we, I mean, we'll probably figure it out. Maybe we get like some robots. <laughs> we'll jack into some robots walking around a, walking around a con. Do, 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 oh do, my do. God. We're gonna like make our own Matrix avatars. Oh my God. Oh, we'll all Dude, we'll, did we'll you be see? YouTubers. Oh yeah. Did you see? Did you see the video of the animatronic person at Disneyland that can jump no. 60 feet and oh. do flips? And oh my God, you need to Google this that's, shit. Is this scary? It's like Terminator coming oh, to life. I want it. They I want that to happen. Let's go. Google this. I need, Google I need, this. I need, I need, I need the fucking the robot, the robot Olympics. Disneyland, bro. Google Perfect. Disneyland animatronic stunt person. Disney. It is literally a human shaped mm. robot, like a, a robot. robot who does stunts where they jump like 60 feet in the air and they do cartwheels oh my and flips god up. did you are you on it did you see it yeah oh my god terminator terminator it's coming for us hold on i'm getting the clip right this now this has been your, this has been your warning <laughs> this is your warning. i'm dropping in discord chat. robot is coming we'll pull it up right now so you can see what we're talking about bam Oh can my! You see what I'm talking about? God! As chat is asking oh, the, for the link. That's an ad. Chat is <laughs> asking oh. for the link. Oh, Add the link! link. Uh, uh, I just put it in Discord. You can grab it and drop it in Twitch. All right, I'll do that. Uh, Nars got it. I'm on my phone. We're also gonna pull it up right now on the stream. You don't want me oh, to here. put it Where's in my... chat, Zuni? All right, I'm gonna put it in chat for y'all. We're, we're, we're gonna watch this together. Spoiler: Got that link on TikTok, my new best friend. <laughs> You know, it was, it's so funny you hearing you like use TikTok so much because you you never use TikTok, and then there was a oh, switch was in a your hater. brain, and it was probably Jawan telling you, Sam, use TikTok, Sam, use TikTok, Sam, use TikTok. Jawan told me forever, forever, get on TikTok or I'll do TikTok. Like TikTok is like where it's at. Like, oh, here it is. See, here it is. We got the clip. That's up. not real. That's not a person. That's an animatronic stunt robot. Oh my God! Let's see it again. Stuntronics, they're gonna kill us. Stunt this is how we're gonna die, you guys. We're looking at how we're going to be murdered by a. All right, for people who are listening audio version at some point, there's literally a robot swinging through the air like a trapeze artist, showing physical dominance. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so with this. Oh my but how God! Look at so the athletic. If you were at Disneyland, if you were at Disneyland, you would not be able to tell that that was not a human being. You would think that that was a human, right? Am yeah, I right? That yeah. looks like a human. Mm, Even the way that their body moves, kind of stiff. And, and it, it's like it's it's crazy. It's like it's too real. You it's know, a humanoid. You, you it looks the, humanoid. The rope, the robot right? flipped perfectly, and I think the beauty is. is oh, it is beautiful. Yeah. I think the beauty here that that will make maybe tell the difference Can is I like. Can I just say? Go ahead. The thighs. The thighs. The You're looking at the robot the cheeks. Robot. <laughs> Dating robots 2021. Yo, hey, I'm, I'm about it. I've read Chobbits. <laughs> I know how. I know where the on button is. I. I. What? Oh my. What did you just say? Look at that. <laughs> what did you? Wait, hold on. What did you just say? You never... <laughs> I didn't hear you. Did you hear what that? did you just say? She said what she said, Gabe. I mean, she I didn't hear it. That's why I'm asking. 
Oh Clear as day. Oh my god. I mean, look, I'm for I'm for the robot human relationships, bro. I think you've never fix read Chobits. What the hell is Chobits? It's an, it's a manga anime. I don't read manga, bro. Okay, well then you won't know where the on button is then. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm such a weeb. I love it and I hate it. It's oh, Super blessing. weeb. If anybody in chat knows what I'm talking about, you You know what's up? You're part of my army. I love you're part, you. You're part, of, you're part of the weeb, the weeb the army. army. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say right now, I think that, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, love. Dude, love, that love, movie, love. head of its time, right? Totally. Beautiful film. Um, I wanted to ask you, just to dial back a second back to Red Dead, what was your favorite scene you voiced? My favorite scene? Or, yeah. There were a lot of scenes. So... There were a lot of scenes that I really loved. One that I didn't quite understand the complexity of until, you know, uh, until sort of after the game was over and we all knew where it was going. Spoiler alert. He dies. So, um, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rough. That was rough. Uh, before I knew where it was going, uh, Mary Beth has this really beautiful scene, uh, when Arthur first kind of gets sick and he's, he's kind of, he's on a downturn and he approaches her and he says, you know, he, that he's sick. And she's like, well, you're going to be all right. And he's like, you know, no, I don't think I am. And she tells him that, you know, um, She's like, I'm really sorry, you know, to hear that. And she's like, you know, and he basically says to her, like, am I a good person? You know, if I do bad things, kind of, uh, you know, paraphrasing it. And she's like, you know, just try to do the good thing. And it's like this really beautiful kind of heartbreaking scene. And I didn't really know the weight of that scene until, of course, you know, the game was over and I found out what happened. Um, but I actually love the sort of like innocence of how it was played because I actually find it more heartbreaking, you know, cause he really knows what he's going through and she's trying to, you know, she, she's sort of trying to figure out like, he, he's just kind of like spilling his guts to her and, and she's, she's trying to be the positive, you know, um, person in a you know if someone tells you that they're terminally ill you're like how the fuck do you take you know and but there's like this really beautiful innocence to it and that always really strikes me and I and I kind of find it more heartbreaking that way and I'm glad that I didn't really know where it was going at that point because I wouldn't have wanted to play it differently mm -hmm. I think I just want to agree with the outlaw bandit in um in the chat who says one of his favorite scenes is the one where you actually dance with Arthur and I think that's yeah. one of the moments of uh, it happens a bit before the tragedy of Arthur. Morgan, oh, yeah. But I think it's a sentimental kind of like connection between you and the character because you and the actor are also close. And it was very mm -hmm. much so uh, resonating with your characters as well. And I think that's one of I think that I think that that's something that's beautiful in the sense that sometimes you can have this humanistic kind of like uh, emotion or experience that connects to all the fans and anyone who plays and watches something. But that's something that's that that's that comes from talent, that comes from skill. So Bish, you have talent, so stop it. Thank you. Thank you, Nars. 
I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, people tell me a lot about that scene. Um, and, and that's another scene where it's just so funny because I didn't realize that it was going to be so impactful. But, you know, people really root for Arthur when they play the game and they want to see him happy and they want to see him loved and they want to see him taken care of and they want him to have a happy ending. And you kind of get a lot of that in that scene. You know, it's it's a really lighthearted, beautiful scene. And um and it's just fun. It's like a reprieve from from some of the crazy shit that goes down in the in the game. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, people people tell me about that. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that goes down <laughs> in the game. But people tell me about that scene a lot, and it's yeah, it's it's kind of curious that way because I, I didn't I didn't think about it as much when we were filming it, but now I'm like, oh yeah, it's a really touching moment. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you on. I think Red Dead Redemption, the only other game I think comes close to it in terms of storytelling in the last like five, like pretty much almost ever in my opinion is like Witcher 3. Um, And like Red Dead Redemption thrives in those like subtle scenes, those details that when you get to that climax and you start thinking about it, which is like Arthur's last ride to like the end of the game. And like it all comes back and that ambiance, you're like, oh my God, wait, this is actually fucking happening. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there like at the edge of your seat with your controller, whatever you played with, just like, Yo, I don't want I don't want this shit to be over. I'm Not like, be I restart that and I try to see if there's a new way to save him. Bro, I tried every week. <laughs> it, it that like yo, that ending was so bittersweet. It was so bittersweet. The farewells to all the characters, you know, the the conversations he had with everybody and you know, it's like those moments like everybody dancing in the camp like singing along uh. that, 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 that you can completely miss because you know if you just like mm-hmm. jump through the game you can miss a lot of the the details mm-hmm. like i was telling zune uh like you know my favorite scene in the game was when if you did all the nun side quests the sister side quests mm-hmm. you unlock a special scene when you do when you send the the army colonel off on the train ride where instead of like getting like uh the doctor from the camp or somebody else talking to you the the nun will come to you and arthur will talk to the nun and, and he'll tell her, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I'm kind of scared, like I'm about to die. And like the actor, you know, amazing, like visual caption, like the face, everything. And the nun is, cons- you know, consoling him about like, dude, it's all right. Like there's nothing to be afraid of. And it's like, you could totally miss that. Yeah. Wow. And it's like mm-hmm. something that I think, and maybe you agree with me, Sam, it's something that video games does better than film. Yeah. Because like, oh my God, dude, it's like film. You get an hour, half, two hours, maybe. Was like this game was like seventy hours, mm-hmm. and there's like, like, huh? What? I was having a conversation. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I was gonna say I was having a conversation. Um, I did this podcast uh, specifically about like you know if you're an actor and you want to get into you know video games and all this stuff, and you know and and they sort of like asked me sort of a similar question, and during that interview I had this epiphany, and I was like, oh my god, you know. Uh, film, you know, is, they say, a director's medium. And, uh, you know, TV is an actor's medium, you know, or, or they or, you know, theater is an actor's medium. To me, video gaming or video games is really an audience's medium. Because your experience, because you have the control and you can do whatever you want, especially in these open world games, you get to dictate your experience from beginning to middle to end. Now there's a blueprint. It's not all, it's not so open world that you're creating a story that was never, you know, coded into the game, but you have an ability to change the narrative, you know, and what Rockstar is so brilliant at doing is, you know, they've put, uh, AI in the game. So like the characters will react to you differently, um, you know, based on how you treat them. 
And so, you know, if you kick a dog in town and then you go home and you come back to town, someone might say, oh, I don't trust that man. He kicked that dog, you know, and, and it sort of it, it creates a domino effect to everything else you do. And so, you know, Gabe, to what you're saying, you can play the game 20 times and never have the same experience. Now you'll have the same missions and all that stuff. But like you can unlock these little secret quests and these different characters and over 1200 characters new york you know actors who are just phenomenally talented everyone on that oh my set god. Was phenomenally I, didn't, I didn't know talented. there was that many actors 1200 oh my god oh yeah uh, over 1200 actors worked on um you know rdr2 and you get to like have these mini scenes and encounters with them and that's you know one of the coolest things about playing it i think uh, we, we had a message in chat from the outlaw band who said i was so happy when john reunited with mary beth that's the other scene that I love. It's in the epilogue. I loved that scene. I just love, 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 love that scene. And selfishly, I love that scene because you find out Mary Beth has a happy ending and that she became a writer and, uh, you know, and that she's living, you know, a, 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 a legitimate life, so to speak. She's not an outlaw anymore. She's a real person, you know, that is part of, you know, the society or whatever. But it's also just so heartwarming to have that moment between her and John where they talk about remembering the game, uh, the gang and how fondly they remember them. And, and I just, I love that part. I, and, and then I get to ride on a train. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you what part of the game was your favorite? Was it the epilogue or was it the main arc? I mean, I love the epilogue because I just, you know, it's like those, I mean, I don't think that Rockstar did it in a cheesy way, but it's almost like those early 2000 movies where it's like everyone gets a, what happened to that character? <laughs> you know, 20 years later, this person, and you kind of mm -hmm. just get to see how people live out, outside of being outlaws. But what I'm really interested in is what happened before they, you know, what happened back in Blackwater? Oh my God. And you do get a... You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a second. You know, and you get glimpses of that with, uh, you know, uh, RDR2 Online sort of puts you in the place before Blackwater. But there's a huge missing gap that I feel like we never really talk about or see. And that's that's what I that's that's where, like, my gears start turning. Like, what happened in Black? You know, that's what I want to see. So I I'm interested in things that didn't even happen in the game, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. But I'm no. a curious cat, so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I, I remember seeing the photo that people might not see, which is the photo of a uh, Dutch Arthur and uh, uh, Hosea mm -hmm. when they're younger. And I'm like, yo, yeah. I need to go to the old school Dutch Vanderlyn gang because totally. there's like, I want to see the founding of the gang yeah. because like hearing that Arthur was like an orphan at a point and like him and John were like essentially brothers and like the same, like mm -hmm. the Dutch and Hosea brought him in. And then like, like there's definitely going to be a Red Dead Redemption 3. <laughs> Yeah. It has to be, and you're coming back, Sam. <laughs> it's like I'm putting it out there right now. You heard it here first. Your mouth to God's ears. I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah, there are a lot of secret. There are a lot of Easter eggs in the game. I mean, there's even um, there's even shots of you know Susan Grimshaw when she was younger, and uh, and and a, and a shot of like a whole like you're saying the shot of all of them together when they were younger. And it just gets your again, it gets your kind of gears turning, and you think, oh, how did each individual person in this gang join this gang? When did that happen? Where did that happen? Uh, how did that happen? You know, you see Tilly Jackson, uh, one of the girls in the gang. You see how she joins the gang. Mm -hmm. uh, she's kind of saved, you know, from, uh, you know, she's kind of running around with this other gang, the Foreman brothers, and she kind of escapes their clutches and she gets adopted into the gang. You know, same with Sadie Adler. You see her 
uh, they sort of come upon her and they kind of, they don't really rescue her because she's a feisty bitch, but she, you know, she becomes an outlaw with them Love too. Uh, and they sort of create a family, but there are a lot of characters that we don't really know. We have, you know, inclinations of how that happened, but we really don't know how they joined the gang. And again, I, I'm interested in that. That's something that I wonder about. And so spend a lot of time, a lot of sleepless nights. I wonder <laughs> about Lenny. Oh my God. Right? I, I no, no, no. Right? Like what, how did Lenny, I love Lenny. Lenny's yeah. my favorite Everyone character behind Mary Beth, obviously. But Lenny's my oh, favorite nuts. character. Do you know that part where you can save Lenny? It's part you can save Lenny? Yeah, is, I think there is. You, you, no, I mean, when he he's drunk? Dies. No, no, no. Is he supposed to die? Yeah, he dies. Like, But like you can't yeah. save him. No, you can't. No, there's no way to. There's save no way him, to man. save anybody. They all it's just. It's a bummer. This, they all take no matter. But, but Nars, you're right. You're right. It's like where did they? Where did Lenny? Like how did that? How did they come across Lenny? How did they come across Charles? Like how did they come? Like it's like. Yeah. There's so answer, much probably. story there that like I feel like is necessary to love these characters. I mean, I love them already, but to yeah. love them more, give me that option. I'll pay sixty nine ninety nine for it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm kind of against the seventy dollar price points in games, but. If there was a Red Dead Redemption three, I would, you I, would, would do I would pay the seventy dollars because I know I'm getting more than my money's worth. Exactly. In that game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. They gave us. They were really generous with us when the game came out. They sent us all, uh, all the people in the gang. They sent us this giant care package with just like all, all the fun, crazy merch. You know, like Red Dead two Zippo lighters and. <laughs> And like just crazy like Red Dead Two stuff. My favorite thing they sent us each like a custom Pendleton blanket. Oh my Like God. a Red Dead Two so custom cool. Pendleton. It's so boss. I'm like this. I'm gonna like snuggle up next to the fire and feel like I'm in camp and have a good cry when I miss all the gang. And and they gave us the game. And they gave us the game. So I, you know, I didn't have to buy it. So I didn't. You know, my pockets didn't hurt from that. <laughs> you know. But I, I feel you. I feel you on that. Games are really fucking expensive. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like seventy bucks, hundred bucks is. So much. Um, last question for me, because it's getting pretty late in here in New York, and that's when people get stabbed. <laughs> it's getting get super late. Um, what are what are your recommendations for anybody who wants to get into the film or gaming industry as an actor? I get this question a lot. Of course. Um, and, and I don't think – and I only say that because there really is no easy answer, yeah. and everyone you ask is going to give you a different – they're going to respond differently based on their own experiences. Um, for me – um, you know, I, I've known forever that I wanted to be an actor. Um, you can't and, imagine and yourself doing anything else. What? You can't imagine yourself doing anything else. So actually when I was in college, I interned, I, I went to NYU. So I was in New York city and I entered at Vogue because I thought I wanted to go into fashion. And for me, it was between going into fashion or going into acting like as a profession, not mm. just as like love of my life. This is my passion. Like I had to make a definitive, you know, answer to myself. Like, what am I going to pursue? And I was interning at, you know, Vogue and I'm surrounded by like the craziest, most amazing people. I went to the Met Gala, you know, I was behind the scenes and like, I saw crazy ass shit. Like it was insane. Like it was bonkers. You know what I mean? And, and at that time I was picking between like, you know, cause I, I think I was a junior in college and I was thinking like, when I get out of here, what am I going to do? Am I going to spend the next 10 years plugging away and trying to be a, you know, a creative director, like a, a fashion director an editorial director at Vogue, you know, and what would that look like if in 10 years I achieved that, which is kind of an impossible feat because it's one of the, you know, biggest, most well-known magazines in the world. Or if I took those 10 years and I went down the acting path, what would that look like if I achieved everything that I wanted in acting? And 
under which circumstance would I turn around and think, damn it, if I could make it in this competitive field where no one, you know, and go, uh, you know, and, and be as successful as possible in this really, really hard career, am I going to regret not doing the other thing? And for me, I knew that going down the path of, you know, if I was a, an editorial director or whatever at Vogue, I would turn around and regret never having acted, you know, never having really tried it. But I knew that if I was an actor and I had, you know, and I was working on projects that I was really passionate about and working with people that I, that I, that inspired me, I knew that I could turn around and do stuff in fashion, but I would never regret, you know, not becoming an editor. And so that's why I pursued acting. That being said, um, you know, and I've been doing it for a million years now, it's it's a hard road, you know, and you really have to love it and you have to put your heart and soul into it and you have to create inroads in um, kind of here's the thing. There are so many different things in acting. Like I said before, you could be, you know, theater, you could focus on TV and film. You could focus on, you know, there are people who are just commercial actors and they make bank and they love it and they have fun and it's, that's enough for them. You know, to me, you need to figure out what, what you really love about acting, what really feeds you. And then you need to build a community around that, you know, the same that you would do in gaming. You need to find your people, people that you want to work with and collaborate with that inspire you and that motivate you and that keep you going and you need to build from there. So, you know, if I had never acted before and I was talking, you know, or if I, if I was talking to someone who had never acted before and they said that they were interested in it, I would tell them to take a class and see if they really loved it, <laughs> you know, then and then, you know, build relationships with the other people in that class and, um, and, you know, start creating like a community and truth be told, for the most part, you can't really do anything in the business without having representation. So that's a whole other conversation, but it's, it's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole and it's like anything else. You got to become undeniably good at it, you know, so that you don't give people the opportunity to say no to you because they really can't when you walk in the door and um, I could go on and on and on. I don't know. I don't really, gr I don't, I don't know how, how great the advice I give is about acting. Cause I just think it's so subjective to the person giving you, you know, mm. they're giving it through their experience. And my experience has been so bizarre that I don't really know what the path is. So then, sorry guys. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. So then I, I think that a place we can leave it off on is what, what, ugh, wow. My brain is not working because I need to take a piss. Um, <laughs> what, what is left that help? you want to achieve in acting? Oh, okay. Ooh. What? Me? I said, oh, what is, what is left that you want to achieve in acting? What is left? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to use the bathroom. Really? <laughs> never, never satisfied. Uh, no, not that I'm never satisfied. I just, you know, I would love to be able to read a book or, and I'd love to be able to read a book, see myself as a character and, you know, and either buy that intellectual property or find out who owns that intellectual property and get a meeting with that person and, and get myself, you know, in whatever version they're taking to the screener stage. That would be the ultimate goal. Like I just want, I, I want, um, not that I want creative control, but I would like to be able to have uh, more choices. You know, as an actor, it seems really glamorous that you get to do these really cool projects that people care about. But the fact of the matter is, uh, mostly it's auditioning for things that you don't really care about mm. and waiting for people to say yes. Mm. 
you know, and then when they say yes, you're like, okay, cool. So I did this thing, but do I, I did it because it was a job, but not because I really care deeply about it in any way. So I, what I want to achieve in acting is a career where I get to work on things that I am passionate about with people who inspire me that, you know, are equally excited to create relevant content. And that can be in any form. I really, I really don't care. <laughs> so can I recommend a good book? Since oh, you? yes. So there's yes. this series. Um, it is called uh, Red Rising. So it's a Red okay. Rising trilogy. Heard You've heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. Yeah, so it's by uh, Pierce Brown. It's a really good trilogy. I think it's going to be, I personally, like it has the potential to be a movie or a series or something like that. Franchise. Um, yeah, I think it might be something right up your alley to check out. Red Rising. Okay, I will check it out. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Gabe ran to the restrooms. <laughs> this is a. Uh, should we wrap up or should we wait for Gabe? Maybe do the Despacito Baby Shark dance Baby. until he comes back. <laughs> I don't know if it's copyrighted. We might get slacked uh, with the uh, DMCA. Uh. Oh, boo. Boo to that. Um, wait, so you're not an Apple girl. You don't get, you want, you. what is it, a thousand Zoom, a hundred Zoom? A What's the Zoom? A hundred Zoom on the Samsung Ultra. It's the Samsung Ultra 20. It's literally okay. like a brick. I could literally beat somebody over the head with yeah. this. Um, <laughs> but I was away for, some, for, for like Labor Day weekend, and I saw whales in the distance in the beach uh, when I was on the beach. And I was just like, I can just zoom in. And I saw them. I was like, oh, my God, how pretty. It was so like, – I, I know it sounds so detached, but it was No, it sounds way. amazing. It sounds amazing, actually. But here's my question. How, what's the quality of the image that you see? Is it pixelated or is it, like, really sharp, it's like a good image? It's slightly pixelated. It's still pretty okay. clear and pretty sharp, even with 100 zoom. And, like, I actually posted the video on my Instagram, and everyone was like, oh, my God, this is a great video. How cool. You look like you were really close. And I was like, no, nah, I was miles away. <laughs> Safe. Wow! In my and I wasn't even outside. It was like she's still in my in my in my my bedroom. So did you see oh the video God. of the woman getting oh eaten God. by a whale? I saw that today. Did you see the the video of the woman being eaten by a whale? She's on the kayak. She's on a kayak. She whales got... don't eat people. They yeah, they do. She got she got snatched. She, yeah, she got snatched. Yeah, she she's safe. She's good. She's not hurt. But this whale dead ass was like. Was it an orca or a? It was an orca. Oh yeah, those are crazy. wolves of the sea, bro. Let's go. <laughs> those are the wolves of the sea. They, they fucking crazy. savage those goddamn things. All right, we were waiting for you. Yeah, we were waiting for you because we're gonna wrap up. So I guess Sam, <laughs> if anyone wants to know where they can find you, where would you like to direct them to? Uh, Y'all can follow me or find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, <laughs> and it's all the same. It's at Sam Strelitz, S A M S T R E L I T Z. Woo, Have took... you checked out Sam's TikToks? They're like... pretty funny. I get enough of They've Sam. They've gotten in my pretty life. political, but I mean, but I get a lot of Sam in my life. Really? Oh, on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram and TikTok. Okay. All right. Good. Good work. I'm 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 all up to date on on what's going on in the Strelitz verse. All right. The Strelitz the Strelitz verse. The Strelitz universe. You judge him. You judge him. She's like oh Strelitz verse. Okay, that's that's what we're calling it. Yeah. All right, we want to wrap up? Of course. Nars is giving me the cue, like, hurry the fuck up. Let's get this done. Anyway, thank you so much, Sam, for coming out. 
you've been amazing. I appreciate the time you spent with us. You know, we kind of, you know, we bonded over Red Dead. It was, it was beautiful. Thank moment. you guys for having me. I hope to have you back again in the future when you're on Red Dead Redemption 3. Oh, okay. Oh. Putting it out there again, second time. But you can catch us every Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv forward slash 368NYC. We are Super 368 I am Gabe. This is Nars. We're doing the Fusion Pal. And I'm going home. Yay. Oh, Fusion Pal. I love it. Besties forever. <laughs>